Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Right now, Timberwolves in the spotlight, and the voice of the Wolves, Alan Horton, joins us from Southern California. Alan, I hope you're doing well. Stevie T, I'm doing very well. Hope you're doing well as well. Yeah, I know it's a little cool in L.A. You haven't seen snowflakes, have you? Uh, no, there's. they did have some snow off in the, uh, I guess maybe that was up in the Bay Area. They had some uh, snow in the mountains up there. But, you know, it's weird. All season long, the Wolves, wherever we've traveled, we brought the cold weather with us. <laughs> whether it's trip to Florida, whether it's trip to Texas, and to California as well. It's just uh, it's been a little bit chilly wherever we've gone. Yeah, and here, here's my mom and dad, quick quick sidebar. They they spend winters down uh, in Arizona in the greater Phoenix metro area. And when when they talk to me, they say, well, it, it rained today. And I'm like, Mom, Dad, stop. Stop. Yeah. You know, okay, it rained. I, I'm, I'm sorry you weren't able to get 18 in today, but um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't be complaining. You, you keep that to yourself when you're talking to most <laughs> exactly. of the people around the country who have much, 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 much more winter uh, conditions than they can imagine. So, yeah, I get, I get that. Yeah, Alan Horton joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline talking Timberwolves. Uh, Alan, l- let's let's go there. Uh, the win over the L.A. Clippers on Tuesday night. To me, it seems like the most important win of the year. <laughs> I think uh, I think it definitely feels like that because it's so late in the year, because the team had lost three in a row, because the team was kind of heading the wrong direction in the standings. It felt like that. But it's interesting around the team, you know, they, it's an old cliche, right? You just don't get too high. You don't get too low. Yeah. You stay even keel. Um, you, you kind of play the long game. And that's the way the Timberwolves have kind of approached it. And so they didn't feel like it was that big of a win. They just They've gone through this. Throughout the course of the season, they take the longer, more macro view of things, and it, it is. It's emblematic of how the Wolves have played this season. They haven't had long, consistent stretches of playing well. Um, they haven't had long stretches of consistent stretches of playing poorly either. It's just been kind of up and down, and as soon as you start to figure out this team, well, then something uh, so the, you get, it gets flipped on its head, and you go a different direction. Then you think you figured this thing out, and then it's something else that pops up. 
It's um, but it, there's no doubt that it was a big win, and I and I think I think for those who who are sort of watching and following and rooting for this team, it was a bigger win than I think the players. I think they realize you know the situation, but again, they're taking a little different approach. I think for us. It's more like yes, that that was a big time win. I mean, you faced a healthy Kawhi Leonard and a healthy Paul George. Yeah. Um, those guys in their two previous games had scored 175 points and 124 points. Lost them both, but um, that's a potent offensive lineup. And for the Wolves to have like their third best defensive effort of the season was um, was was perfectly timed. Yeah, and it's such a weird stretch. And you alluded to that coming out of the break. Just an absolute clunker against the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, there, there's there's other ways to describe it, but we can't do it on the public airwaves. And then yeah. missing a big opportunity in the San Francisco against Golden State with, with Steph Curry out of the lineup, no Draymond Green, no Andrew Wiggins, and yeah. and they didn't get it done. Yeah, I think you could even include the Washington game before yeah. the All-Star break is one that they just let slip away. All three games, um, they had leads in the fourth quarter. Two of them, they had double-digit leads. Um, and, and maybe that was the biggest thing to come out of the other night was that they, they, they looked like a team that was determined. I thought Kyle Anderson, who played the entire 12 minutes of the fourth quarter, he's the only Timberwolves player to play all 12 minutes. I thought he was the most important person on the floor in the fourth quarter. I just felt like he was not going to let this team lose. He was making plays. He was knocking down shots. He's grabbing rebounds. And when someone would make a mistake, he would quickly be, be there to put his hands down and say, hey, calm down, or hey, get in his ear and, and try to recover from things. It just felt like it, you know he was taking that veteran leadership role that he's capable of doing, and that he's provided much of the year. I thought I thought he really stepped up um, in that fourth quarter to secure the win. Yeah, and I, I'm hoping that that Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert start to exert some of that veteran influence that we just yeah. flat out can't afford losses like to the Wizards or, or the Hornets. We have to take care of business. Time is of the essence. And it's a good thing that the Hornets are off the schedule. The Pistons are yeah. off the schedule. Yeah. The Orlando Magic are off the schedule. All these bottom teams are off the schedule. And so um, this team, in my, I, you know, I don't have the numbers to back it up. I feel like they've just played better against better teams. Um, I, they've been, they have just as many, you know, they have seven losses against the bottom five teams in the NBA, but they have seven wins against the top uh, six or seven teams in the, in the NBA. So I feel like they've risen to the occasion. And so, you get into big-time environments, yeah, it didn't pay off in Golden State, but it did against the Clippers. And I would expect another good effort tomorrow night against the Lakers because um, what's really encouraging to me, Steve, is that uh, for the first time since the trade, um, you know, there's only been two wins since the trade. They're two and four, and the other win was in Dallas, and they survived you know, that late comeback by Kyrie Irving. So I really think it's their best performance since the trade. Um, and I asked Mike Conley about that today, and he agreed. He thought that was because of the way things ended in Dallas, even though they get the win, it was still a really poor you know, quarter and a half almost to end that thing, just holding on. Um, he thought it was the best performance. And I thought you know, getting Rudy back and getting Torian Prince back. I mean, Torian Prince is an integral part of this team, and the numbers really shine through. They're like, you know, they're nine games over 500 when he plays. When they don't, they're, they're a sub-500 team. It's really been glaring having his absence. And now, I think since the trade, that was the first time. You saw it all come together the other night. The, the, the starting lineup was good. I thought the bench unit may, may have had one of their best games as a complete effort. I think you saw balance in the lineup and scoring and in rebounding. And, and now when you add in not just Mike Conley from the trade, but Nikhil Alexander-Walker, um, three straight games he's been in the rotation, and I don't think he's coming out anytime soon because now that gives Chris Finch another dynamic 
Um, another piece off the bench. Now you can throw. You've got Jaden and Ant as your two primary defenders. Now you've got TP. Now you've got Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Now you've got Austin Rivers. That, that's a lot of different um, defensive players, primarily defensive players, that you can throw at um, other teams' best players. You've got, some, you've, got, you've got options now. Coaches love to have options because guess what? Um, a plan uh, can go out the window very quickly in the NBA. You can have the best laid plan, and that can go get crumpled up and throw in the trash can by, by the end of the first quarter. So sometimes you need to vary from the plan, and the more options you have off the bench, um, I, I think that really helps your depth. And I think I think um, I think the second unit is much more formidable now. It was so obvious uh, missing TP and missing you know Rudy, who then of course Nas has to come from the second unit and be in the starting lineup. That really made the bench um, struggle against Golden State. They were much more formidable the other night against the Clippers. Alan Horton joining us. It'll be the Timberwolves and the Lakers. Game three of the trip tomorrow night. Late start, 9 o'clock with Cal. Alan Horton with the play-by-play after 9.30 and then Sacramento on Saturday night before returning home to play the Sixers on Tuesday. Alan, about Anthony Edwards, I I get the sense that there's a bit of a post-All-Star hangover or... uh, bump in the road for Ant, if you will. I think a little bit. I think what it is, it's, it's, it's not so much a hangover from the All-Star weekend. It's just a continuation of the season and how much of a grind it's been and the fact that he, you know, he may have gotten, you know, what, two days off there instead of maybe right. five days off. I think that's the biggest thing is that it, it just didn't give him the break that maybe he could have used. Um, and then I felt like the first couple of games out of the All-Star break, um, I thought things kind of shifted a little bit. I hadn't felt like Ant was really felt the burden of carrying the team during the course of the regular season. Once Cat went down, uh, D'Lo, for the most part, was out there. Um, but even before, right after the trade, but before the, uh, before, the, before the All-Star break, I didn't feel like Ant had the, was trying to carry it and just like forcing things. The first couple of games, I, I thought he did, and that really, you know, that plays into your opponent's strength, right? Because who are they focused on? They're yep. focused on slowing down Anthony Edwards, and if you try to force things, that all that does is play right into their hands. And what we saw against the Clippers was what? Six players in double figures, two of them off the bench. Jordan McLaughlin had his – talk to him a little bit after practice today. Um, he, he said that was the best game he's played since he's come back from the injury. It's been nine games now. And it's taken a little bit of time for him to get that edge back. You know, to play in the NBA, you have to be at, for most guys, you have to be at 100%, right? You've got to be on point. You've got, you can't be a half second slow. You can't be thinking about how your uh, potential injury or, or past injury is feeling. Um, you've got to be sharp in your decision making. If you're just off a little bit, well, for most guys in the NBA, that, 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 that kills you. You can't compete. You can't play like you're used to playing because you just don't – you need to be at 100%. And he's finally, I think, getting there. And we saw that the other night uh, with him almost scoring 10 points. So um, I love the balance they showed the other night, not only scoring but rebounding. And guess what? Ant doesn't have to carry the way. You can have six guys. It, you, the team becomes much more effective and potent and dangerous if everybody's sharing the ball, everybody is scoring – that's that's much more difficult for teams to defend, um, and, and guess what? That in the long run, that'll only help Anthony Edwards, um, who's got supreme talent, and he is going to get his shots, and he's going to score, and it might come a lot easier for him um, as, as we see the rest of the team um, to help him carry the loads. Not just him; you've got a lot of other good players on this team as well. And the biggie, 
uh, Cat's return. Anthony Edwards even quoted talking about how important it is for Cat to come back, but we're still not sure when. No, no, we have really no clue. And um, Cat is with the team. You see him on the bench during the games. Uh, he's there with his teammates, and uh, but he's not. He's not. Um, he's not with the team. He's not practicing with the team, so he's not even at that stage yet. And so um, it's tough to. It's tough to put a timeline on it when um, you know there's no there's been no you know talk about it no release no no re, you know hey here's another week and we're going to reexamine here uh, that kind of thing it's all just kind of a wait and see Chris Finch has said repeat he's asked about it repeatedly um, and he just said there's no timeline and that's the way it is there is no timeline but it won't be this week and it it, it won't be next week either because you know he's been out for so long now that I would think Steve even if he's a hundred even if his injury is a hundred percent. You've got to get some sort of game-ready preparedness. I mean, it's got to be a full week of practice. And the problem is you don't get full weeks of practice. We have three games in a week. You're likely to get one practice in or lucky to get one practice in. So it's going to, um, you know, even when he's back and starting to practice, he's got he's to work back up into game shape. Big one with the Lakers tomorrow night. And there are a bunch of storylines going into this old friend, D'Angelo Russell. Uh, not far removed from the Timberwolves. And, and then, of course, uh, the Lakers in L.A., all of that. Uh, LeBron James injury. I mean, uh, th- there's a lot. And, and the L.A. Lakers now in the mode where, where they're trying to hang on and find a way into this thing. Well, they were without LeBron James, or without D'Angelo Russell, and without Anthony Davis last night in Oklahoma City. Um, and the Thunder snuck, on some, snuck up on some people this year. That leaves a really interesting lineup for the Lakers without those three guys. It is I mean, it's Mo Bamba, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley. It's Austin Reeves. It's um, it's a really uh, interesting <laughs> rotation. They're going to have Anthony Davis back tomorrow night. We don't know about D'Angelo Russell yet. Um, I just wish I wish Pat Bev was still on the Lakers so we could really play four former Timberwolves yeah. all at once. But uh, he's busy with the Chicago Bulls. But you know, anytime you play the Lakers in LA with the spotlight on the court, um, it's a it's a special environment. And I, and I love the way the Timberwolves kind of embraced. I think sometimes, even though their record has not been great on the road, I think they've embraced playing on the road, liking that environment, um, and and basically shutting fifteen thousand people up. That was fun the other night, and I think um, I, I, you know, all of a sudden that changes the outlook of the road trip, and you start to get greedy, right? Oh, well, now oh, we should yeah. beat the Lakers. That'll be one game over five hundred. Now let's go, let's go up to Sacramento and see what we can do. And um, it's it's going to be fun, and I'm, I'm I'm glad the Wolves won that game. Um, not only for their confidence, not that that was wavering, but just to get them back in the in the swing of things. Now you're in eighth. You're only a game out of you know a game out of fifth. It's 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 you know they even losing three in a row. They didn't fall very far because this this middle part of the West is just jam packed. All right, Alan, I got to ask you about what is now Crypto.com Arena, used to be Staples Center. When we were in LA, we went to a Clippers Suns game. And it's not set up the same way. The lighting's not the same. Is it no. noticeably different? Because it looks different on television when you're calling a Lakers game in that building. Is yep. the lighting that much different? Because it sure looks that way on TV. It is. And it's interesting. In the NBA, you have to, um, you know, if you ever wanted to change your lighting system in the, in the arena, you can, you can do so. You can, there are different options I think the league gives you. But you have to get league approval before the season and have it all set. Um, and so the Lakers have what, what a few teams have is more of a spotlight type feel, right? The court is illuminated almost brighter than, um, than most courts. And it's really centered on the court. It makes the crowd really dark around it. And it gives it Correct. that spotlight feel. 
um, and, and really it fits in with L.A. with their whole theme of Showtime and the Lakers and all this kind of stuff. So it, it kind of works for them. Uh, but it is a different lighting setup. It is a different color. Obviously, the floor is different, but even the arena is different. They take down the one thing that's constant up there are the, are the L.A. Kings, who are the number two tenant in that building. It goes Lakers, Kings, and then Clippers are third. That's why the Clippers are building their own arena, which will be ready, I think, in another year or two. So it's going to be pretty quick. But when the Clippers have a game, they take down Lakers stuff, and they put up all their Lakers uh. banners up on the wall and their pictures and things. And when the Lakers play, it's much more of a purple and yellow feel. And when the Clippers play, it's more of a black and uh, I don't know what their secondary, I guess blue kind of coloring. So it's, it does look markedly different when you're in there, especially when you play both teams. One night, you're like, hey, okay. And then the next night, it looks completely different. You just, you just wait, are we in the same arena? Uh, yeah, they do an amazing job in that arena hosting so many events like oh. and and turning and having you know in a day they can turn around and have a basketball game at noon they can have a hockey game in the early evening and the next day they'll flip it back to the third team and play basketball there yeah and it is really cool if if you get a chance to go to la and uh, la live and what i i still mistakenly call staples center it, yeah, it is a cool does. area in downtown la it's pretty neat You'd love to see Staples uh, come back up and sponsor that thing. I, I mean, I think unfortunately Miami's arena was called FTX Arena. Um, yeah, they have to yeah. keep they have to keep the naming up because it's um because they still got a contract technically, even though the company has filed for bankruptcy, they can't change the name. They can't do anything about it, so they're kind of stuck. Um, and I, I'm not sure Crypto.com is is bankrupt, but um, certainly that whole industry has uh, been turned on its head. I'm no I'm no crypto expert, but um, it certainly seems like a it certainly seems like a lot of teams went went for the money. You know, they got paid yeah, a lot of money absolutely. to have those naming rights. Well, now you're going to have to go through that again because those things are not going to last long. Well, Alan, always good to visit with you. Thanks for the time. We look forward to it tomorrow night. Cal gets us started at 9, after 9.30 yard time. Timberwolves and Lakers from L.A. Appreciate it, Steve. All right, there he is. Alan Horton, the voice of the Timberwolves. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.